Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 18th, 2024, and the time is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you're listening to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together for prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents or guardians of unsaved, prodigal, or wayward sons and daughters, sons and daughters who are backslidden, have left the faith, maybe have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This podcast was born over a year ago out of my own burden for the deliverance and salvation of my adult son and daughter. Many, many times I would pray and fast to see them both surrender their lives to Jesus Christ so that their names are written in the book of life and they would spend eternity with Christ, not getting left behind when the rapture takes place or ending up in a Christless eternity. It wasn't that long ago when my son surrendered his life to Jesus Christ and asked the Lord to come into his heart. And now I disciple him and pray with him as he seeks the Lord. And I continue to pray for my adult daughter that she would come to the foot of the cross and surrender her life to Jesus Christ. God has the perfect timing and the perfect way to bring this about. And he has the perfect timing and the perfect way to bring about the deliverance and salvation of your son and daughter. And so, this podcast is all about deliverance, salvation, prayer, intercession, supplication on behalf of our sons and daughters. You know, we are living in perilous times. Excuse me. We are living in perilous times. I believe firmly that the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. The event, it's not a fairy tale. It's not make-believe. It is an actual event. It could happen tonight. When the word of God says that the Lord Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, The dead in Christ shall rise first and be taken up into the sky with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Incredible. It sounds unbelievable. Many people make fun of it, ridicule it, but it is actually going to happen. And again, it could happen tonight. Are you ready? Are you right with the Lord? We have to continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. And when this event takes place, the rapture, all born-again believers, those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, will be taken with the Lord away from this world. The Word of God says that it will be followed by a period of time known as the Great Tribulation, a seven-year period of time when God will pour out His judgment on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's going to be a horrible time of multiple judgments. Read your Bible. Look in the book of Revelation. 
the moon will be darkened, the sun will be turned blood red, all kinds of things are going to happen, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, multiple judgments. And you and I do not want our prodigal sons and daughters to be left behind. You know, many people, when the rapture takes place, who are unsaved, have heard the gospel, have either rejected it, or maybe have felt there's plenty of time. Maybe they've ridiculed the idea of the rapture. They don't believe in it. They think it's fake. It sounds incredible. But again, it is actually going to happen. And when it occurs, not if it occurs, when it occurs, many people will break out in tears and crying and saying to themselves, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I heed the warnings? Why did I not respond to the call of Christ? You and I do not want our prodigal and unsaved sons and daughters to say this. And so, we pray, we fast, we witness, we be salt and light, so that they will turn to Christ. Many of us have sons and daughters who are unsaved, or have backslidden, and they're involved in things of the world, maybe pursuing worldly pleasures, alternative lifestyles, money, vocation, partying, too busy to think about the things of God, too busy to think of the things of eternity. When things are going well, when there's good health, money coming in, and everything is quiet, it's very easy to ignore completely ignore the things of God. It's only when disaster hits, or maybe sickness, or maybe some kind of peril takes place that people cry out to God. Many, many times people will be on an airline flight, maybe on their way to a vacation spot, and they're happy, and they're joyful, and they're at peace, not giving a second thought to the things of eternity as they fly to a wonderful vacation spot and having a wonderful flight. And then perhaps, God forbid, during the flight, there's turbulence. And the pilot announces to fasten your seatbelts, perhaps, and to brace for impact at that moment when facing eternity in peril. Then people will cry out to God and start praying. That often is the case with the unsaved. It's only when facing eternity that people think of eternity. Well, again, we don't want that to happen with our prodigal sons and daughters. And so that's what this podcast is all about. There'll be a period of time during this podcast when we will be bringing together all the petitions that we have on behalf of young people, adults who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and need strengthening, new converts, also for the most part, unsaved sons and daughters. We have numerous requests that we will be bringing before the throne of grace <clears throat> and praying for them, engaged in prayer warfare. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are involved in gang activity. Others are involved in drugs or alcohol, the strongholds of addiction. Some of our sons and daughters are incarcerated, and we worry about them in those dangerous environments. We pray for their safety, and we pray that somehow, even in prison, the gospel would get to them, and they will surrender their lives to Christ. Other prodigal sons and daughters are in drug rehabs, or institutions, and many, many times, many of us have no idea where our prodigals are. 
Like the story of the prodigal son when he left home, the father had absolutely no idea where his son was, whether he was sick or well, alive or dead. All he could do was pray, trust the Lord, and wait for the answer to his prayers to come to pass. And many of us have no idea where our prodigals are, who they're with, what they're doing. Are they alive and dead or dead? Are they in a hospital ward? Or are they lying in a morgue? And so we pray, pray continuously that the Holy Spirit would convict them of their sin and bring them to their knees to the point where they realize their need for a Savior and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord. This is a live podcast, and we invite your participation in it. If you'd like to share a scripture, maybe share a testimony on what the Lord is doing for you in your life with your prodigal, or maybe a miracle has been performed in your life. If you'd like to share an insight that's related to prodigalism and unsaved children, we would love to hear your insight. There is a phone icon if you're on the Podbeam app. All you need to do is click on that phone icon, and we will patch you in to hear what you want to share. Something you have to say may encourage and edify and strengthen somebody else who is listening. And so we encourage your participation in this podcast. At this time, we want to welcome a variety of listeners from different localities. Right here in the United States, we have listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We welcome listeners in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, the great state of Texas, Ohio and Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia and West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, Wyoming, and most recently the great state of Nebraska. Internationally, we welcome listeners, parents of prodigals in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, and Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, Germany, and most recently, Russia. Now you know, I mentioned this before, and I will mention it again because I want to acknowledge them. It wasn't not that long ago where we saw that there was a particular country that was listed on our listenership for the podcast. However, in this particular country, listening to a Christian podcast is against the law, punishable by either imprisonment or death. This particular nation has outlawed any people from turning to Christ. Because of that, when I saw the name of this nation, I hesitated to even mention the name. And upon feedback from my dear brother Jamie and other colleagues of mine on Parents of Prodigals, we decided we will not name this country out of fear of putting the believers who are tuning in to this podcast in danger and peril. So if you are listening right now from that particular country, we welcome you, and we will continue to pray for you. At this point in time, 
Join me in a word of opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Lord God. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Father, first and foremost, we want to ask for your forgiveness. We humbly come before you and humbly ask for your cleansing from any sin we have committed. Lord, your word says, who may ascend unto your holy hill and come into your sanctuary and presence? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. And that's what we want, Lord God, clean hands and a pure heart. The blood of Jesus Christ, your son, cleansing from all sin. We ask for your forgiveness, Lord God, not just so our prayers are not hindered, but that nothing come between you and I, us and you, Lord God, our fellowship with you and our right standing is the most important thing to us, Lord. We don't want anything to come between that. And so cleanse us of our sin. Forgive us, Lord God, and strengthen us so that we live consistently in a manner worthy of our calling. We pray for this podcast, Lord God, that all listeners will be strengthened, blessed, and encouraged. We commit this time into your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I mentioned earlier that we have listeners in a variety of localities. And, you know, because of the time differences in various states and various countries, in California, there's a three-hour time difference. They are three hours behind. And in some countries, in the Philippines, for example, it is approximately 7 a.m. in the morning. So because of time differences, or perhaps people have work responsibilities, they may not be able to listen to this podcast live. They will be downloading it at a later time and then listening to it. As I said before, and I'll say it again, that's okay too, because there are no constraints or restraints on the Holy Spirit of God. He can move just as powerfully on a downloaded podcast as he can listening live. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is the one who moves and strengthens. You don't have to be listening live to have the anointing poured out upon you. That being said, let's get into tonight's devotional. The title of tonight's devotional is Spiritual Advancement Despite Defeat. Spiritual Advancement Despite Defeat. And our text will be taken from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. <clears throat> you know, my wife, who knows me better than anyone, also knows that I have a tremendous interest in history. In particular, I've always had an interest in the American Civil War when the North and South were engaged in armed conflict. At the beginning of the American Civil War, the Northern armies suffered defeat after defeat as they entered the enemy territory of the Southern armies, also known as the Confederacy. Each time the Northern armies were defeated by the Southern armies, they would scurry back up North in complete and full retreat. This went on for some time, with the North experiencing significant losses as well as discouragement at the repeated defeats. The Southern leadership came to the conclusion that all they had to do was continuously defeat the Northern armies in battle and inflict serious losses 
and eventually the North would become so discouraged at the losses and defeats that they would finally give up. Ultimately, President Abraham Lincoln summoned a general by the name of Ulysses S. Grant to command the Northern armies in battle. As General Grant led the Northern armies into enemy territory, he faced and combated the Southern armies in what became known as the Battle of the Wilderness. Once again, the North was defeated, and Grant sustained significant and heavy losses. However, something unusual and different happened this time. After being defeated, after suffering such staggering losses, instead of retreating and running back up north, General Grant took his army and continued to move forward and advance into the south. There were several other battles in which Grant was defeated following the Battle of the Wilderness, and he experienced significant losses again and again. Despite these defeats and losses, General Grant continued to advance. The Southern military and government leadership was at a loss as to what to do with this situation. It had never happened before. Northern political leaders at seeing these losses and defeats advised President Lincoln to replace Grant, knowing that despite the defeats and the losses, Grant was still moving forward and advancing. President Lincoln responded to them by saying, I cannot spare this man. He fights. What did General Grant do that other Northern commanders before him did not do? There were four things that Grant did. Regroup, resupply, reinforce, and most of all, keep advancing. Again, regroup, resupply, reinforce, and most of all, continue advancing. And when you and I as believers experiencing spiritual defeat, perhaps maybe losing our tempers, saying things we shouldn't say, blowing our testimony by our behavior, and not walking in a manner that is worthy of our calling, or maybe perhaps growing cold spiritually. Isn't it our usual response many times to retreat, maybe stop reading our Bibles, not going to church anymore, and feeling so unworthy and discouraged that we doubt we can be disciples of the Lord? And like the southern armies against the north, inflict so many defeats and losses upon us that eventually we become discouraged and give up. Well, our scripture text in the book of Joshua prepares us to face this very issue. Let's read our text together, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of the Holy Scriptures. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I have promised to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. 
I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded. You do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, but you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In our scripture text, God is not suggesting to Joshua that he should be strong and courageous and advance into enemy territory. He is commanding Joshua to do so. And like General Grant, Joshua is to disregard the strength and reputation of the enemy that he's facing and move forward. He's not to play it safe and remain where he is, but he is to advance. Perhaps Joshua was feeling some doubts about his ability to advance successfully and conquer enemy territory. But we see in our text that the Lord encouraged Joshua to be confident and that his presence would go with him. Let's take a look at those steps to advancement that we can have and take despite defeat. First, regroup. I mentioned earlier that Grant regrouped. After his initial defeat, Grant reorganized his army, encouraged his troops, and motivated them. In our scripture text, God commands Joshua to be strong and courageous. And there is a reason for that word order, first strong and then courageous. The word strong is the Hebrew word chazak. Chazak. It literally means to collect one's strength, to grow in firmness and inward bravery, to be encouraged to grow in resolve, to face a challenge. It is the word that was used to convey the idea of making repairs and then moving on. In modern terms, it's the same thing as saying, shake yourself, snap out of it, and get yourself together. But after he tells Joshua to get himself together and prepare himself mentally, God tells Joshua to be of good courage. That Hebrew word for courage is the word Hamatz, Hamatz. It means to display boldness, to exhibit the strength that you're gathering, to move forward. It is the follow-up to being strong. Being strong is one thing, but taking that strength and putting it into action and pushing forward, this is the biblical meaning of Hamatz, courage. And when we fail and fall short, instead of allowing the enemy to make us feel unworthy, Putting our Bibles aside, staying away from fellowship, or wallowing in self-pity spiritually, we need to chazak ourselves, collect our strength, snap out of it, so to speak, and then follow up on this renewed strength by exhibiting the boldness and courage by pushing forward. Only the Spirit of God can do that. The second step is to reinforce Reinforce. The definition of reinforce in the dictionary means to strengthen by providing additional materials and resources. God commands Joshua to reinforce himself by reading, 
meditating and memorizing his word. Many of us as believers, when we fail, allow the enemy to say to ourselves, I have failed so badly. How can I ever be good enough again so I can have fellowship with God? The thoughts of, I am too unclean, too unworthy, too unholy, and too undeserving to read God's word or to go to church or even be called his child often plague us. That is a lie, a lie from the very depths of the abyss and the pit of hell. And just like the northern commanders prior to Grant, the enemy will make us feel that we will always be defeated. And our only recourse is to retreat and give up. But God told Joshua not to allow his word to depart from his mind or his mouth, but to meditate on it day and night. Spiritual reinforcement from God's word will refresh your spirit. Read God's word. Read it when you feel guilty. Read it when you don't get anything out of it. Read it in the face of the enemy and his accusations against you. Read it whether you feel like it or not. But just read it. Meditate. Memorize it. Speak it into life. Third, resupply. Resupply. God provided Joshua with a resupply of boldness, with his promise of victory. Although you and I are in enemy territory in this world, God promises that we will have the ultimate victory. The resupply of God's presence is seen in verse 5, where God promises Joshua, So I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And then in verse 9, we see the Lord telling Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the fourth, but the most important of all, is to advance. To advance. You may have strength and you may have courage. But all those are verbs. All those are action words in Hebrew. They're not states of mind. They are action words calling for the believer to actually do something. And once you have strength, and once you have courage, then you have to take the last step to advance. Our enemy, Satan, is not only our adversary, but he is known as the accuser, and would love nothing more than for you to not only experience defeat, but to retreat and run and give up, having you believe that God will not forgive you, that you aren't worthy of God's grace and forgiveness, and that it's no use, you will never be able to advance or progress because you have been defeated. In the face of apparent discouragement or setback, do not retreat or run from the enemy or sue for peace, so to speak, but advance, advance, advance. Dear brothers and sisters, if you have never read or seen Pilgrim's Progress by the great Christian author and man of faith, John Bunyan, I encourage you to do so. The lessons and illustrations of how the enemy uses guilt, deception, discouragement, and fear to keep the main character from advancing and progressing in his journey of faith are an inspiration. Regardless of whatever spiritual setbacks we may experience, if we fail in our service or in our testimony in some way, shape, or form, if our prodigal sons and daughters appear to be getting worse than better, if you are facing the temptation to retreat 
and give up in the face of temporary setback or defeat. Remember General Grant and Joshua. Regroup, reinforce, resupply, and most of all, keep advancing spiritually. Do not retreat, even when facing temporary defeat. The Lord is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. You can believe that, trust it, take confidence in it. God will strengthen you. And as you advance into enemy territory to face the enemy in spiritual battle, you and I will have the ultimate victory. We need to continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters and not be discouraged in what we may see or hear in their behavior. Again, you and I will have the ultimate victory. Join us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the word that was spoken, Lord God. And Lord, we are indeed in enemy territory in this ungodly world, Father. Our true citizenship is in heaven. We are pilgrims passing through this world. Our names are written in the rolls of citizenship in the book of life, and we look forward to the day when we will be in glory with you, Lord. In the meantime, Heavenly Father, give us strength. Help us to regroup, to kazak ourselves, to get it together, to shake ourselves, even when there are times when we get discouraged, or maybe there's a setback in some way, shape, or form in our lives. Help us not to wallow in spiritual self-pity and sit in a fetal position spiritually, so to speak, and throw in the towel in discouragement and sorrow. But help us to shake ourselves in strength, renewed strength, and then, Lord God, move forward in courage, take action, and move forward boldly. And most of all, Heavenly Father, not to retreat in the face of any defeats or discouragements, but to continue to advance spiritually and move forward to face the enemy with the sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith. We ask these things in your name, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we praise you for strength, for courage, and for the ability to advance spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we've come to the end of the first half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and I want to remind you again that this is a live podcast. We welcome your participation. Perhaps you have an insight you'd like to share or a thought you'd like to share, a scripture you'd like to share, a testimony you want to share. We're going to be breaking into a musical interlude in a moment and play two inspirational numbers for you. And when we come back, we will come back with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Later on, we're going to enter, come before the throne of grace and enter into prayer warfare on behalf of the several requests that we have before us. But before we do that, we're going to give an opportunity for anyone who wants to call in and share an insight or share a testimony. If you have a prayer request, there is still time to get it in. You can type it in through the Podbean site that we're on right now, and we will see it on our screen and bring it before the throne of grace. If you wish the prayer request to be anonymous or you don't want to divulge details, we will respect your confidentiality and privacy. God knows the details of what your needs are. 
But if you'd like to submit a prayer request, you may do so. And again, we'll see it on our screen. And so that being said, we're going to go into our musical interlude. These two numbers were not performed, but were ministered to us. And will be ministered to us by our dear brother, Jerron Wilkins Jr., who has been blessed with the gift of spoken word. And the second number is by our dear sister, India, who will be sharing with us her talent in song. And so, here is our musical interlude, and we'll be right back with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast.
give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Only you are worthy of all of my praise All of my praise I'ma give you all the glory And I'ma give you all the praise today I'ma give you all the honor And do that for the rest of my days, yeah It's all about you Let's talk about all of the things that you did for me And all the males that you turned into wins for me Got rid of friends that wasn't really too good for me Gave me a second chance And a third chance And a fourth chance I'm forgiven again Seventy times seven, your mercy endureth You even cleaned me up when I wasn't the purest When I wanna give up but you gave me endurance I wasn't really sure but you gave me assurance I couldn't pay you back for what you did You gave me a chance to really start to live So I'ma live I give you praise, that's my sacrifice, it's true Everything I do is just to glorify you Whether I'm praying for my brother or I'm rapping in the booth Nothing else matters, promise, it's all about I'ma you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Only you are worthy of all of my praise All of my praise I'ma give you all the glory, all the honor, all my praises Lift my hands up, never fake and feel his presence He's amazing, yeah, I'ma go hard for what I believe in Been given power to get rid of spirits and the demons Bondage is broken, any chains that was holding you pop off It's true, cause of his word it must happen, my God is not soft All of the glory, I give it to him I work his word like I'm inside the gym All of his praises, I give them to you You're faithful to me, so I'm faithful to you All of the glory, I give it to him Work out his word like I'm inside the gym All of my praises, I give them to you Faithful to me, so I'm faithful to you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Only you are worthy of all of my praise Oh, oh my praise Oh, my praise My praise Wow, two inspirational numbers by my dear brother Jerron Wilkins Jr. and my dear sister India. That first number, our brother Jerron shares that he was not going to break under pressure, but he was going to pray through the storm. Even when the odds are against him, he's going to pray through the storm. And then we have our dear sister India sharing that she was going to give the Lord glory, honor, and praise, even though bad weather was on the horizon. Regroup, reinforce, resupply, and advance.
This is the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And we're going to be approaching the throne of grace in a moment. But I want to share something, a scripture, first of all. Psalm 52, verses 8 and 9. Psalm 52, verses 8 and 9. The word of the Lord says, But I am like an olive tree, flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. The olive tree is one of the largest living trees, the longest living tree. And the psalmist pictures himself as one of those trees growing and flourishing and strong. The Spirit of God provides this nourishment and strength and refreshment. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's what we need to do with regards to our prodigal sons and daughters. I receive a update. We have Texas mom listening. God bless you, sister, from Texas. Wow, the Lord is moving in a mighty way. And our dear sister gives an update regarding her son, Curtis. Every week, we pray for her son, Curtis. And Curtis, not that long ago, surrendered his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is written in the book of life. When the rapture takes place, he'll be harpazoed, snatched up, Texas mom. You may see him right next to you when the rapture takes place. <clears throat> The update on Curtis that he made four months sober and is doing fantastic. The grace and mercy of God is upon Curtis. And we praise the Lord for how the Lord is answering prayers. We will continue to pray for Curtis as we will during this podcast and during the week. But right now, let's come before the throne of grace with the several requests that we have. So touch and agree with me right now for these requests. Every week we pray for two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua, the warrior. However, these two young men are in the bondage of addiction. Every week we pray for their deliverance from addiction and their salvation. Touch and agree with me right now for both these young men named Joshua. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you so much for your goodness for your mercy, and for your strength, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we ask you to look upon these two young men named Joshua. You know exactly where they are, who they're with, and what they're doing. So, Father, we just pray for their deliverance from whatever it is they're facing. The stronghold of addiction, Lord God. The demonic stronghold of addiction. And we pray, Lord God, that you move in a mighty way, that your spirit move in both their hearts and their minds so that they turn away from drugs and or alcohol, Heavenly Father. Give them a distaste for it, Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord God, for mental healing. The mind the enemy tells the mind that they need to get high. They need to use drugs. They can't cope with life without it. 
Healing of the mind right now, Lord God. Speak to both their minds. They don't need to get high. We pray for healing for the body, Lord God. Drugs can ravage and destroy the body. We pray, Lord God, that you begin healing spiritually as well. Father, draw them to the foot of the cross. Bring them to the point where they realize their need for a Savior and that they surrender their lives fully to Jesus Christ. Do whatever it takes, Lord God. Whatever it takes to break the stubborn self-will of these two young men, Lord God, so that they fully, completely, absolutely, and uncompromisingly surrender their lives to you. We commit them both into your hands, and we know it's coming to pass even now. We wait for the praise report to come in. It will be coming. It will be coming. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week, we pray for a dear sister by the name of China. China is the adult daughter of our dear sister India and brother Jamie. And it wasn't that long ago when the Lord delivered China from bondage. And then China surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. And now the Lord is using her in a mighty way. However, you and I both know that ground that is gained by prayer must be held by prayer and faith. There is no way the enemy is going to allow this type of victory to go unchallenged. There will always be a spiritual and satanic counterattack against the things that have blessed us. So let's touch and agree right now for our dear sister China. Touch and agree with me, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for our dear sister China. We thank you, Lord, that you delivered her from the bondage of what she was being held by. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for her freedom, Lord God. Lord, you answered in your own time and in your own way. We trusted you, and it came to pass, Lord God. And right now, we just lift our dear sister China up in prayer. We pray for her continued strength in the Lord. Make her like an olive tree, strong, stable, secure, flourishing, refreshed. Make her a prayer warrior. Let your word never depart from her mouth, but let her meditate on it day and night so that she will have good success. Help our dear sister China to be strong and courageous, just like Joshua. Strengthen her in spiritual battle. Let your anointing be upon her, Lord God. Use her in a mighty, mighty way. Put a platoon a squad, a company, a regiment, a battalion, an army, a full army of angels around her, protecting her. Guide her in the way she should go, Heavenly Father. Lead her in the paths of righteousness, Lord God. Make her into the mighty, mighty woman of God, into an Esther, into a Sarah, into a Priscilla, into a Ruth. Make her a mighty, mighty woman of God, strong in faith, mighty in prayer. We commit China into your hands, Lord God. When the enemy tries to discourage her, encourage her, strengthen her, Lord. 
Help her not to ever give up or throw in the towel or cave into temptation to return to old ways, to always place you first, and that she lives a life worthy of her calling. We praise you that her name is written in the book of life. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for an adult by the name of Edgar. Now Edgar is the adult son of a dear sister and brother from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church of which my wife and I and these two parents are members of. My dear brother Frank and dear sister Rose. Their adult son Edgar is unsaved. He has never accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. He knows the gospel. His parents have witnessed to him and invited him to church. Now, most recently, there was progress made. Edgar has a partner named Melissa. And it wasn't that long ago when Melissa came to our yearly concert that Soul Purpose Evangelical Church holds at the holiday season. And Melissa attended this concert which was edifying and strengthening with all the musical numbers that were performed, glorifying the Lord. And she came with my brother Frank and Sister Rose. And during this event, the music served as a witness to Melissa. And at the end of this event, Melissa, realizing her need for a Savior, surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. At the foot of the cross, she accepted the Lord as the Lord of her life. Her name is written in the book of life. The update that I received was that Melissa has found a Bible-believing, spirit-filled, and Christ-preaching church that she is attending, and she's encouraging Edgar to attend with her. So the work is being done, and we need to continue to pray for Melissa's strength like we pray for China's, but we need to pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. Touch and agree with me right now for Melissa, right now. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now, Lord God, to look upon Melissa in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you so much that you convicted her of her sin. First, we thank you for bringing her to the event, Lord God. You laid it upon her heart to come to this Christian event, and she did. And she surrendered her life to Christ, Heavenly Father. And we thank you and we praise you so much that this was the case, Lord God. And now we ask that you continue to work. Holy Spirit, we ask that you strengthen Melissa. Like China, make her a woman of God a Ruth, an Esther, a Priscilla, a Sarah. Lord God, strengthen her in a mighty way. Give her a hunger to read your word. When she reads your word, speak to her, Lord. Help her to meditate on your word. Blessed is the man that, that, that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scorners. But help Melissa take delight in your word and meditate on it day and night, Lord God. And when she does that, she'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, flourishing and strong. Let this be the case in Melissa's life right now. Help her to fellowship 
with the women of the church. Ironing, sharpening iron, coals, strengthening and burning each other up in spiritual zeal. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Baptize her with the Holy Ghost. Give Melissa an upper room experience, Lord God. We commit her strength and her blessing, your hand upon her in Jesus' name. We commit it into your hands, Lord God. Guard her, Lord God. She's one of your sheep. She's one of your sheep. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You came that we may have life and have it abundantly. The enemy would love to steal her from the flock and to kill her and destroy her. Great shepherd, Lord Jesus, you are the ultimate shepherd. Protect her, guide her, and lead her in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We commit Melissa into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, Lord God, we pray for Edgar, Heavenly Father. You see, whatever he's involved with, Lord God, we declare in the name of Jesus that every stronghold of the enemy setting itself against Edgar's mind, preventing him from receiving the Lord, that it will be destroyed. We cast down strongholds of resistance, casting down the stronghold of maybe apathy or Whatever it is, Lord God, he may not think he needs to accept Christ or self-righteousness. He may think that he's good enough to get to heaven. We cast down every mental stronghold that is keeping him from receiving the gospel into his heart and surrendering his life to you, Lord. Lord, give him a distaste for whatever it is he's involved with. Give Edgar absolutely no rest. No rest, Lord God. Disturb him at night when he's sleeping. Nudge him. Speak to him in a dream or a vision. But give him no rest. Your word says there is no peace, no rest for the wicked, Lord God. Well, Lord, don't give Edgar any rest until he realizes his need for a Savior and surrenders his life to you. We commit him into your hands, Lord God, his deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for four adults, adult children. Their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. And when we received this prayer request a while back, we were told that two of these young adults are hostile to the gospel and two are receptive. But as far as we know, none of them are saved. A little hostility is just as bad as a lot of hostility if it means that you're not saved. But hopefully, the Spirit of God will touch all their hearts. Let's touch and agree right now for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Lord God, we thank you for these four young adults, Lord God, in individual lives. They may be in different cities or different states, Lord God. But we pray, Lord God, for each one of them. You know what they're doing, what they're involved with, who they're with the way they talk, the way they think. Lord, you know every detail of each of their lives. So, Lord, do what needs to be done in each of their lives individually so that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Send godly people their way, believers, maybe co-workers, neighbors, friends, acquaintances, family members whose names are written in the book of life to be salt and light, cities on a hill, that will be testimonies, living epistles that can be seen and read 
by Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Bring them to the conviction of their sins and to the foot of the cross. We cast down every spiritual stronghold, resistance, hostility, apathy, self-righteousness, whatever it is, mentally or emotionally. That's keeping them from surrendering their life to Christ. Maybe they don't care about the things of eternity. Maybe they think they're spiritual. Whatever it is, Lord God, cast it down. We commit all four of them into your hands, Lord God. Deliver them and save them. Lord, we don't know what's going on with these four young people. We never received an update. But we still pray for them, Lord God. We still pray for them. Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel, deliver and save. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man, a young adult by the name of Johnny. And Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who tunes in on a weekly basis. And Johnny is in bondage to the stronghold of alcoholism. And Johnny knows the gospel. His mom has witnessed to him. But Johnny has not accepted Christ. Now, not that long ago, mom informed me that there were a series of events, experiences that Johnny had that sort of made him think or rattled his cage a little bit. Well, you know, if that's what it takes for Johnny to have a Damascus Road experience, so be it. The most important thing is Johnny's salvation, his soul, and that he not enter a Christless eternity or get left behind when the rapture takes place. Touch and agree with me right now, first for Johnny's mom, and then for Johnny. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our dear sister who's listening right now. Praying women, praying moms, who are burdened for the deliverance and salvation of their children. We pray her strength in the Lord. We pray for her fortitude, her perseverance, a double portion of your Holy Spirit in her life. Lord, when the enemy has her worried about Johnny, dispel those fears. Fear and anxiety are not of you, Lord God. They're of the enemy to rob us of the peace that is rightfully ours in Jesus Christ. And so we commit our dear sister into your hands. Give her sweet peace, Lord God, sweet peace at night. So she will sleep soundly, knowing that Johnny is in the best of hands. Your hands, Lord God. Your word says, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for the Lord is with you. We pray for mom's strength and continued trust in you, Heavenly Father. And now we lift up Johnny before you, Heavenly Father. If necessary, give Johnny a Damascus Road experience. Knock him down. Knock him out. Do what needs to be done. That's a scary thing to pray. But again, the most important thing is Johnny's soul. It may be necessary to do what needs to be done. Spirit of God, convict Johnny of his sins. Give him a distaste for alcohol. When he tries to take a sip, let him go yuck. Help him not to want to drink. Help him to turn away from the bottle. Peace, salvation. Peace of mind and joy eternal can't be found in a bottle. Speak to Johnny right now, Lord God. Let him see his mom's testimony. Listen to her witnessing. Bug him. Harass him spiritually. But give Johnny no rest 
until he fully surrenders his life to you, Lord God, so that his name is written in the book of life. We commit Johnny's deliverance and salvation. We rebuke alcoholism. We rebuke all the strongholds of the name. We cast them down, pull them down in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We plead the blood of Christ over Johnny's soul. We claim him for you, Lord God. We believe you for his deliverance and salvation. It's going to happen. We don't know when, we don't know how. It may happen tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, but it is going to happen. We pray for it, we believe it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Matthew. And when we received this request from Matthew's mom, there were issues regarding suicidal ideations, involvement with the occult. And there were some other issues that Matthew was facing. Now, a while back, we received an update about Matthew, and he was doing somewhat better. But we need to continue to pray for Matthew. I'm not sure if he did indeed accept Christ as his Lord and Savior, but this is for the Lord to work out. So touch and agree with me right now for Matthew. Heavenly Father, Look upon this young man, Matthew. You see exactly where he is at this very moment, who he's with, what he's doing. We commit Matthew into your hands, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the strong man that is attached to Matthew's life, the demonic entities that have been assigned to destroy Matthew. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. We cast them away from him right now. Spiritual warfare against demonic and satanic minions and forces. We plead the blood of Christ over Matthew right now. Deliver him and save his soul. Again, do what needs to be done in Matthew's life. Give him good success, Lord God. But bring him to the foot of the cross so that he surrenders his life absolutely, completely, and uncompromisingly to you, Lord God. We commit Matthew into your hands. We wait for a praise report, which we know will come. We don't know when it's going to come, but it's in your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's touch and agree right now for our brother Curtis. Texas mom, if you're listening right now, touch and agree with me right now. All of us touch and agree. Curtis has accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. He is a brother in Christ. His name is written in the book of life. He will be raptured. Again, Texas mom, when the rapture takes place, look to the right or the left. You're going to see your son, Harpazod. You may be sitting next to him in the marriage supper of the Lamb. But let's touch and agree right now, first for you, Texas mom, and then for your son, his continued strength in the Lord. Heavenly Father, we touch and agree right now. We thank you for a praying mom, a praying mom, Lord God, whose perseverance and fortitude to continue to pray for her son, Lord God. We thank you for her strength, for not getting discouraged. There were times, I'm sure, when she was discouraged, but Holy Spirit, you strengthened her. And now we pray for her continued strength in the Lord, her continued fortitude and perseverance be strong in the lord and in the power of his might we pray that she puts on the whole armor of god wielding the shield of faith 
to withstand the attacks of the enemy and the sword of the spirit, which is your word, Lord God. Help our mom, our Texas mom, to never let your word depart out of her mouth, but to meditate therein day and night, so that she also will be like a tree flourishing by the rivers of water. Stability, strength, security. Bless Texas mom right now. Bless her household. Pour out your spirit on every single member of that household. Give her a strong sense of your presence even right now at this very moment. We lift up her son Curtis. We thank you, Lord. The battle was won. Curtis received you as his Lord and Savior. But now, Lord God, we prepare ourselves for spiritual counterattacks to take back the ground that the enemy lost. Lord, we pray for Curtis's strength in the Lord. Help him to live a life worthy of his calling. Turn Curtis into a Gideon, a Joshua, an Abraham, a Paul, a Samson, a Moses, an Elijah, an Enoch, an Elisha. Help him to walk with you on a daily basis. Help him to read your word. When he opens up his Bible, Holy Spirit, speak to him. Guide him, reprove him, strengthen him, encourage him, comfort him. Make him mighty in prayer, Lord God. Even when he gets on his knees and he doesn't know what to say, give him a spirit of praise. Holy Spirit, pray through him. Baptize him in the Holy Ghost. A double portion of strength in Curtis's life. We just pray for Curtis right now. His strength in the Lord. We trust you, Lord God. We trust you. We trust you. Protect Curtis. Protect him, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Joe. And the request we got a while back was that Joe find his way back to the Lord. Apparently it said here that he didn't believe he was worthy to be God's child. He was disappointed with his life. And so we're going to pray for Joe right now. We don't know any other details, but that's fine. The Lord knows all the details. So touch and agree with me right now for Joe. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, for family members who are concerned for Joe's soul. And right now, Heavenly Father, I don't know what the reason was. We don't know why Joe was disappointed in his life and wandered away, but we pray right now that the Holy Spirit bring him back to you, Lord God. We pray for Joe to find his way back to you, Heavenly Father. He's wandering in spiritual wilderness maybe trying to find meaning in other things. God forbid he should be looking into the occult or other philosophies or religions. Heavenly Father, by the power of your Spirit, bring Joe back to the fold. Bring people into his life who will witness to him. Let there be multiple people praying for him. Lord, we are made worthy only through the blood of Jesus Christ. None of us are worthy. So, Lord, speak to Joe's heart and mind, even through the watches of the night. During the day, speak to him. 
through a still small voice, and at night disturb his sleep until he comes back to you and returns to the fold, Heavenly Father. We commit Joe into your hands, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week, we pray for four adult children. And these adult children are named Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And at the time we received this prayer request, these four young people were away from Christ. They had not accepted the Lord as their Savior. And the request of the family members were that, that these four adults, young adults, are surrounded by godly influences that would make a difference in their lives, and that the Lord would reveal himself to them, and that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for these young adults, Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Heavenly Father, we thank you for praying family members those family members who are saved, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and are concerned for the eternal souls of Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And now, Lord God, we lift them four up in prayer. Heavenly Father, you see each of their individual lives, what they're involved with and what they're doing. Lord, again, we pray and we pray again. We bind the demonic entities that are attached to their lives, that are preventing them from realizing the truth of the gospel and surrendering their lives to you. Lord, we just break any curses or contracts placed on them. Heavenly Father, speak to each one of their hearts. Let every single one of them, let Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler realize their need for a Savior. Break the stubborn spirit. Open the closed eyes. Soften the hardened heart. Illuminate the closed mind. We commit all four of them, Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler, into your hands, Lord God. Surround them with godly influences, co-workers, friends, family members, acquaintances, a stranger even in the street who will give them a track in any way, shape, or form. Let spiritual godly influences come into their lives that will harass them with the gospel. Give all four of them no peace. Absolutely no peace, Lord God. You are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, Lord God. And so we pray for their salvation, their deliverance and salvation. We commit them into your hands, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you that they will surrender their lives to you, realizing their need, and that they'll come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their names will be written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Rashan. And when we received this request a while back, Rashan, it was stated, was a believer. But then he came to the point where he didn't believe anymore. He became involved with social media, different philosophies, and different religions, and different belief systems, and the parent who called the sin wants us to pray that Rashan find his way back to the Lord. Let's touch and agree right now for this young man named Rashan. Lord God, we thank you for this young man, Lord. Time is short. The rapture is upon us. The days are evil. 
biblical prophetic prophecies being fulfilled before our very eyes. Lord, we lift up Rashan right now. Open Rashan's eyes to see that things are happening rapidly. If he was a believer, and he knows the gospel, he knows biblical prophecy perhaps, the days are evil. The next event is the rapture. Lord God, open Rashan's eyes. Remind him of all these things, Lord God. We strike down and we cast down any spirit of deception that's tricking him into being away from you, Lord God. We bind and we cast down any spirit of blindness that is keeping him from seeing the truth of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, we bind any spirit of blindness and hardness of heart that is in the mind of Rashan. And we pray that he be reconciled to you, Lord Jesus that there be absolutely no peace of mind for Rashan until he returns to you, Lord God. Remove spiritual blindness. Soften his hardened heart if his heart is hardened. If he's involved in different philosophies or religion, let him see how empty they are, how foolish they are, how evil they are. Holy Spirit, speak to his heart, speak to his mind. Yes, Lord, create a tremendous vacuum in Rashan's life, that only you can fill, Lord Jesus. We commit Rashan into your hands. We rebuke the forces of darkness and the power of the enemy. We thank you and praise you for the answer to this prayer, Lord God. We don't know what's going on right now in Rashan's life, but we commit him into your hands. And we look forward to hearing a praise report. Even if we don't get one, Lord God, we commit Joshua into your hands by faith. By complete trust and faith, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we've come to the end of this portion, this podcast, the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I pray that this time together was a blessing, a time of strengthening for you, a time of encouragement. The next time we will be on the air, will be next Thursday, January 25th, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we welcome your input and participation at that time. If you have a prayer request for an unsaved, wayward, or prodigal son and daughter, and you want us to lift them up in prayer, you don't have to wait till the next podcast. You can submit your prayer requests. Go into the Parents of Prodigals website, parentsofprodigals.us and you will see the website there and there will be a portion a section where you can submit your prayer request type it in and we will see it and we'll bring it before the throne of grace during the week praying with all fervency for your unsaved son and daughter and then we'll bring it up during our podcast and pray for their deliverance and salvation But until then, until the next time we come on the air, next Thursday, July, I'm sorry, January 25th, 2024, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I want to leave you and encourage you with this. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, Pennsylvania, North or South Carolina, 
Oklahoma, or Massachusetts. If you're the parent or guardian of a wayward, backslidden son or daughter, and you, it breaks your heart to see them living a Christless life, and you live in Alabama, Maryland, or Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, New Jersey, or Montana, if you are the parent or guardian of a wayward son and daughter, and you worry about them being left behind when the rapture takes place and facing the great tribulation or entering into a crisis eternity, and you live in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, Oregon, Washington State, Indiana, or Arizona, Michigan, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, or Mississippi, or Wyoming, or Nebraska, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, prodigal, or wayward son and daughter, and you want to see them surrender their life to Jesus Christ, you want their names written in the book of life. You want them to be harpazoed, raptured. You want to see them at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You don't want to know that they will be entering a Christless eternity and enter the lake of fire. You know, the lake of fire and, the, and hell was not prepared for us. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But that will be the destiny of all those who never surrender their lives to Christ and reject him. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you long for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Great Britain, Bosnia-Herzegovina, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, or Russia, Brazil, or the Philippines, Uganda, or France, or Australia, if you are the parent of an unsaved or prodigal or wayward son and daughter, and you live in an unnamed country, where surrendering your life to Christ or even uttering the name of Jesus is punishable by imprisonment, persecution, or death. If you are the parent of an unsaved, a prodigal, or backslidden son and daughter, I encourage you, continue in prayer, being watchful therein, and watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal, our prodigal, will be on it. Trust and believe. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday. January 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of all of us here at Parents of Prodigals. God bless you. And good night.